Um, are you feeling inspired today? How are you doing? How's your how's your uh, IG followership? Is it good? Everything cool? Nothing too creepy in the DMs. Everything's all right. All right, cool. Um, I'm st I'm stalling. We're not on the air yet. Can't tell jokes unless you're on the air. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukake fetish. You can't do that on television. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the presence of greatness. Um, I don't want to point anyone out and make anyone uncomfortable, but one of the comics here has a number one hit record on iTunes. Oh my God, isn't it exciting? I think that's been enough of my material. It's weird being black in America. Like, we don't get invited to auctions anymore. We used to get all the invites. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Quirk. So you miss some school. Uh, I do hope that first bit was not actually on the air. I'm actually praying hard for that one. Uh, all right, guys. So, hey, who here has been following the FIFA World Cup action? Round of applause. Yeah, it's, you're lying. Yeah, maybe you are watching. Uh, so anyway, uh, we still call, you know, America, we got to get with the world on this one, right? We got to start calling that shit football because here in the Me Too era, I am no longer comfortable saying soccer. Soccer. Thank you. So anyway, I like to keep things topical and current as much as possible. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Supreme Court Justice Robert Kennedy is retiring, clearing the way for the Republican Party to finally nominate the angel of death to the Supreme Court in an effort to overturn Roe v. Wade. Joke's on them, though, right? Because the angel of death is for abortion. He loves little baby death. Yeah, let's see. What else? How about Space Force? You guys into that? Space Force. Man, how do you know you got a bloated fucking military, right? You build a Space Force, for fuck's sakes. I mean, how fucked up is Trump about our borders? That we're building a Space Force because Mexicans might parachute in from the moon or something. It's just crazy town. Have you seen any of the videos where they start asking people about Space Force, all the people who are for Space Force? Have anyone seen those videos? On oh, Well, let me tell you, none of them would qualify for Space Force. Not a single one of the people who are for it would pass a science test. That's terrible. You've been making googly eyes at me all afternoon, Warhol. All right, now I'm slightly forgetting what else I wanted to talk about up here. This is always a good part in your open mic. <laughs> Forgetting. Anyway, in keeping with current shit, guys, uh, it's been a year since my, uh, since my transition. It's been a year. Oh, hold your applause, please. I'm so brave. Yeah, my transition from an apartment to a van. <laughs> my van-zition, actually. 
Thank you. Thank you. You guys moaned at that, but that's the funniest fucking word I ever came up with, all right? It takes... That's hard to fucking just make shit up that's funny. Anyway, no heckling. It's an open mic. If you pay 20 bucks, you can heckle me. Until then, silencio. So anywho, let me then explain to you a few more things about living out there on the streets. Uh, It's not all fun and games. I did come across a parking ticket. Again, this fucking city, man. So my total rent over the past year has been about 230 bucks. Yeah, who's the idiot now, huh? Right? Who's the loser now? Thank you. Does that count as an applause break? One guy. So, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, you're living in your van. That must be cool. And it sure is. But I got to tell you, I thought I'd get a lot more pussy in that thing. I mean, I own my own home in San Francisco, right? But I know what you gold diggers are thinking, right? What neighborhood, right? What neighborhood? Anyone I want. So people are like, hey, you know, you're living in your van. You're going to be a road comic? And it's like, no, man, I do comedy because I live in a fucking van. I need access to toilets without having to purchase anything. All right, that was my minute, huh? All right. Well, give it up for your illustrious host, Warhol Kaufman. Let's get physical. Um, Matthew, I already told you about my blatant disregard for the social order. It's been well discussed. Uh, if you do want to get more girls in your van, I would suggest candy. Shout out to Aditya. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I uh, was feeling a little bit under the weather recently, and all my friends were telling me, like, I just got a common cold, you know? Could someone please explain to me what an uncommon cold is? Has anyone been like, you know that cold you got there? Very exotic. Yeah, you should hold on to that one. I was like sneezing in German, right? Like hot cheat. I've also been watching the World Cup, Matthew. Uh, Did you know that India has never made it to the World Cup, right? A country with over a billion people can't find 11 guys (laughs) to beat Croatia. You know, like I mean, there are buses in India with a higher population than Croatia. You know, like, there are buses with a higher Croatian population. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I, was ha- <laughs> I was hanging out with some friends recently, and they were like, you know, it doesn't matter what we do as long as we're together. I was like, are you sure about that? <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's been like, you know, I am so glad we did this group colonoscopy together, <laughs> you know? Like, what's yours look like? <laughs> Uh, Or has anyone been like, you know, I don't normally enjoy these clan meetings, but being here together, this one's just been a delight, you know? Or this TGI Fridays, somewhat bearable, you know? Only a little worse than the clan meeting. Is that not uh, 
not a fair comparison. You know, I originally wrote that joke with like an ISIS meeting instead of the Klan, right? But that kind of freaked people out there like, he might not be kidding. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, no, but it's, uh, people say it's tough being brown in Trump's America, right? But honestly, I think it's always been tough working for UPS. Like, it's a, that's a grind. Uh, no, but someone yelled at me the other day on the street, like, go back where you came from, right? It's like, it was like super thoughtful of them, right? Like, how did they, how did they know I was missing Boston, you know? <laughs> uh, or no, people would be like, you know, go back to Pakistan. And I'll be like, actually, I'm Indian. Right. Like, that'll show them, right? Like, has any racist been, like, concerned about their factual correctness, right? Like, like, oh, you're Indian? Oh, I'm so sorry. That is completely different. You know what? You stay right here in America, you know? I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, and I feel like if, like, uh, like, some racist was, like, factually correct, right, if they did their homework and they were like, you know what? <laughs> Go back to Thiruvanmur, a small village in the southern state of India. I'd be like, you know what? You got me. I'll be on my way. You all know uh, Michelangelo's uh, statue, the the David, right? You ever realize that's just a 16th century dick pic, right? Like thousands of people visit Florence every year just to see an unsolicited sexual advance, you know? Just like 16th century sexual harassment. I feel like, and I know, like they, it's like the biblical hero or whatever, right? But like, I feel like that became the story after HR got involved, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like everyone in, uh, in the Bay Area is like trying to just maximize their productivity all the time, right? Which is why I don't understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? I mean, do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride? Right? Like, I'll finish a season of The Wire teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, right? <laughs> like the other day, between Powell and Montgomery Station, I saw a receding hairline, right? And it's not that I saw a guy with a receding hairline, right? I mean, I literally saw that hairline take a step back, right? <laughs> like if physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't know what is, right? Because then you can just check that box off for the day, right? Aging, done. <laughs> No, but you can kind of always tell who reads those productivity self-help books, right? Because it always just be like that gunner taking their morning dump on the train, right? And meanwhile, you're like, come on, man. Like, this isn't Bart, you know? Hey. <laughs> um, I think that was the title of the book, right? How to Win Friends and Influence People While Pooping on Muni, right? <laughs> I think that was it. All right, I think I'll just wrap it up there, guys. Guys, make sure you donate to Mutiny. They could really use the money. Pam just got a job blowing the cooks at Bender's. For quarters, we need your contributions. I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. You don't have to applaud. And um, poverty is like quicksand, you know? Like it really drags you down. It's hard to identify can't build a foundation. The main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. Shout out to Capital. Hello. I don't have anything topical. I only really like to talk about myself. Um, I dropped out of college to be a rapper. If you look at me, that feels like a joke, but it's not. It's just a setup. Uh, 
I really thought it was my destiny to be a rapper, like the white, skinny Kendrick Lamar. Except instead of growing up in Compton, I moved to Oakland in seventh grade to go to an art school. Um, and I had more of a southern accent than an Oakland one, because I listened to a lot more Andre 3000 than Mac Dre. Um, so clearly that, that didn't work out, because to start a career as a rapper, you need to be able to convince everybody in the room at all times that you're the coolest one in there. And I'm not good at lying. Um, I'm good at other rapper activities. Like, I love making words rhyme while I'm high. That's really fun. Um, I have really bad grammar on Twitter. Um, I've probably honestly moved a lot more weed than the Migos ever did. But when the Migos talk about it, they make it sound like it's easy. And when I talk about it, you think, yeah, it's easy. The cops wouldn't chase you. Um, which is true, they don't. And I actually learned that the easy way. Um, by standing still, watching the cops chase a black guy after they saw me sell weed to him. Um, I would have run too, but after how fast he went, I would have just looked bad in comparison and caught another year. So I said, fuck it. I'll get more respect for uh, surviving jail than I would for getting away. Uh, plus, you know, I got a couple friends in there, blah, blah, blah. Make a, learn a few new good stories. I heard the guy got acid in jail. Um, but the cop didn't even look at me, actually. He just kept on running after the guy, and his friend uh, in the car just kept on going to cut him off. And uh, I'm left standing there pretty ashamed because I just watched racism happen, and I was pretty happy about it. Um, but I can't be a rapper if even the police don't take me seriously because they take everything seriously. Um, I was even wearing all black clothes that I bought from the corner store, but my big white head and blonde hair and blue eyes made him think I wasn't doing shit. So I switched gears. I was really used to the other dealers making fun of me. So for the same reason. So now I'm stealing that game too, and I'm going to be the best at that. Um, that's everything I got though. So thank y'all. Yeah, dude, they uh, they do have good acid in jail and great boy pussy. If you're if you're into that, um, your next comic is correct me. He's not the funniest comic on the planet, Sid Singh. I I love the part in your set where you're like, I got friends in jail, blah blah blah. Next joke, <laughs> like that was one of the most casual things I've ever heard in my life. That was. So cool, uh, man! I um I I just graduated from law school. Uh, yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. I uh, I'm also auditioning for SNL right now, and I've never been happier to be like, oh, oh, I got to audition after I'm 180k in debt. Cool. I've never, I've never needed to get a job more in the worst way possible. All right, uh, man. Okay, so I auditioned, uh, or I I graduated, and. Um, it was weird the cases I got to work on and the experiences I had that were different because I'm Asian, you know? Like, uh, there was this court case uh, where I, that I got to help out with that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and it was this Asian band called The Slants, you know? And, uh, yeah, exactly. And they wanted to trademark their name, and they wanted to reclaim that slur, you know? And the, uh, the uh, trademark office was like, you can't do that. That is a racial slur. And they were like, yeah, but we're Asian. <laughs> Which is a pretty solid counter when you think about it, right? And I was on their side, and I was like arguing on their behalf until I listened to their music, and uh, no. Uh, if you want to reclaim a slur, you have to be good at your job, all right? You can't try to reclaim a slur and be bad at music. You're not fixing a slur, you're just making it worse. 
You'd be like, yo, Sid's a slant. How you know he's a slant? Well, he's good at math and he's bad at guitars. So, fits the criteria. Or, or like best case scenario, you just shift it so that it becomes a slur for other people. You know what I mean? Like, be like yo, I would never call an Asian a slant, but Nickelback, those are a bunch of slants. Those are a bunch of goddamn slants. Uh, I, uh, I remember my first uh, day in constitutional law. The uh, the teacher wants to talk about gun control, which is a very serious topic. But I also, it's an awkward topic to have in the Bay Area because it's very hard to find like dissent. You know what I mean? Like we're all for gun control, and I too am for gun control. But maybe I wouldn't be if we just had different news stories about gun control, you know? Like, I feel like every story you hear about guns right now is terrible. But if every other story you heard about guns was like, yo, this frat dude tried to rape Becky. It's like, yeah, what'd she do? Uh, she shot him in the dick eight times. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, guns are fine. <laughs> guns are fine, and also, don't fuck with Becky. <laughs> um, that is, that's eight times to the dick. And he has a small dick. That was very well aimed. That was a fucking bullseye every goddamn time. And also, it would just kill two birds with one stone if more women had guns, you know? Because they'd feel protected, and also, like, rapists would get real punishments. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be nice if that, if they got shot in the dick instead of, I don't know, like, getting to swim for Stanford. You know what I mean? Like, that would be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, that's another case I got to read. I got to read the case about the uh, rapist who swam for Stanford, and the judge was like, I want to give him a harsh penalty, but I can't because he has a bright future. And it's like, no, he fucking doesn't. <laughs> that dude is a swimmer. Is his name Michael Phelps? No, then fuck him. <laughs> like, he's not. There's no such thing as a bright future for a swimmer, all right? Here's his actual swimmer. Uh, here's an actual future for the swimmer. By the time he's 50, he's just going to be that guy every woman hates, but he won't drown. Like, that's it. Like, that <laughs> is the entire genesis of who he is. I don't know, man. It, here's the thing. I, I also, I feel like the worst part about the fight for gun control is that we are losing to people who are bad at arguing. Like, that's really the worst part about it. And to be fair to them, they should be bad at arguing. They have guns. <laughs> like, they're like, what? You brought an argument to a gunfight? I don't know what I'm supposed like, I brought a gun. So did Cletus. All right. Hey, here's the thing. You know, the, the really annoying thing is I actually think the best argument for gun control should be from Florida, but they're too racist to see it. You know what I mean? Like, that, I've, I would be convinced if just one person from Florida is like, uh, why do I need guns? I don't know. Maybe because I live to a fucking crocodile that eats babies. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I would like a machine gun in that situation. I'm just saying, like, if a fucking dinosaur that ate my child came at me, I would like a missile launcher. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel safe in that situation. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight off a crocodile with a knife. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I also just think, in general, society would be much better off if we stopped hating groups of people, but did hate individuals. You know what I mean? Like, I just think we. Like, I just. I always. The problem is that everyone talks about hate like it's bad. Hate is not bad. Hate is actually stronger than love. In fact, hate is more fun than love. We need to embrace the fact that love is a great 
emotion, but hate is a much better date. You know what I mean? Like, I have bonded with like one woman tops because of love. But like, if I hate something that she hates, that's an amazing first date. We talk about that for hours. All right. I hate that I'm a Miranda. All right. Um, <laughs> who was that for? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, and so I lived in the Bay Area for a while, and I just, I wish we could hate certain billionaires you know what i mean like fuck elon musk i refuse to believe that that dude is a genius all right he is not a genius he is just a dude whose parents believed in him when he was five years old all right and that is why every goddamn invention of his just sounds like something a five-year-old wanted for christmas all right it's i was like i want to build a train it's like what we have trains it's like my train's gonna be fast fast like a bullet it's like, what? He's like, I want to send a car to space. <laughs> it's like, bro, that's not an adventure, man. That's something you drew with crayons. He's like, no, my car's going to run on lightning, all right? Because fuck gas. The only cool gas is farts. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, man. But I get out, I get out here on this, man. I, I, I hate Elon Musk. The guy I feel bad for is uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's a dude who like has spent his entire life trying to prove he's not a robot. Only to realize that he could be a human, but also a shitty human. <laughs> and the worst part is he's not that good at proving he's not a robot, right? Every fucking invention of his is like, oh yeah, well could a robot invent an app that's popular with computers? It's like, may maybe? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, well could a robot rig an election with the help of bots? And it's like, dude, I think you're a robot. I think that's a robot stuff, man. Like, if anything, if he wants to prove he's not a robot, he should try to do robot shit. Like, you know, he'd be like, well, could a robot fuck a Roomba? And it's like, nah, that's a white dude. All right, that's a white dude. My roommate did that last week. All right, cool, guys. Peace. On deck is Michael Miles. On deck. At, at you. Not next. I'm not gonna call you up right now, but you're on deck. All right, cool. We're very much communicating. This is beautiful. I think it's ironic that Richard Spencer is banned from like half of Europe, and that the KKK and Marcus Garvey basically wanted the same thing. There's a lot of white separatists in the news, you know. I'm actually down for white separatists. I think they should check out Mars. There's no Negroes on the moon. But there's one sitting right in front of you. Shout out to Ahmed Abdelrahman. Hey, keep going for that Negro over there. Hell yeah. All right, all right, cool, cool. Uh, you're not a Negro. I, I would never call you that, Frankie Lee. You are too crazy to be a Negro, man. You're, you're something else. I don't know what... And I'll, I don't think I ever want to find out, man. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'll do this for you guys. Uh, are you guys woke? You guys know what woke is? Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know what woke is, a woke person is usually some guy wearing dashiki, you know. Um, he's quoting Malcolm X. You know, he's uh, trying to change the world one Facebook post at a time. Uh, people think I'm hella woke because I look like I'm out there uh, protesting, protesting when I'm done watching anime and porn. But 
I'm not hella woke. I'm just half woke. I'm like at a good level of woke. Like I think there's just some things that are not worth getting mad about. I'll give you an example. Recently, I did a comedy show. And all the comedians on the show were black. Uh, one of them was a hella woke dude. Uh, the people that put us on the show were white. The audience was all white. And they gave us free fried chicken. And the hella woke black dude got hella mad. He was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is racist. I was like, calm down, bro. This isn't racism. This is great hospitality, man. Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, nah, this shit is racist. I was like, dude, if this is racism, then this is the kind of racism that I can appreciate, man. Like... He's like, no, how can you eat this shit and not think about the plight of our people? I'm like, how can you eat how can you eat this shit and think about the plight of our people when they got the right amount of seasoning, man? Like, you know? Like I can't get mad at fried chicken, man. Fried chicken isn't the fucking enemy. Fried chicken didn't put us on boats, fucking chain us up, whip us, and then call the cops on us when we were trying to barbecue at the lake. Fucking that that's not what fried chicken did. Fried, I can't be that woke that I'm going to get mad at fried chicken. And I told him that. Like, you can't get mad at fried chicken. If you're going to get mad at fried chicken, man, then you might as well get mad at all those white girls that want to have sex with you because they think all black guys have a big dick. That's not a reason to get mad. And if you get mad about that, then you are too woke, my nigga. Go to sleep, man. <laughs> Take your ass to bed because that's not an issue we're ever going to tackle as a people, man. That is a great fucking stereotype. We all love it. You're never going to see us get mad about that that's never gonna happen you're never gonna see black men get mad about that stereotype you're never gonna get you're never gonna see us get so mad that we're out there marching protesting walking down the street with different sized dildos chanting we're not all big like that doesn't happen that's never gonna happen we're never gonna start a fucking activist group trying to defuse a stereotype called black size matters man because it's a great fucking stereotype man and it's true, not all black guys have been given the same gifts I've been given, you know? Like, I got a big dick, what can I say? It's, it's not that great. Honestly, it's both a blessing and a curse. I think God gave me this dick as a joke, you know? Because he was like, I'm going to give him a big dick, but I'm make him look so unappealing, he'll never get to use it, man. It's simple as that. I think it's the reason why girls don't want to have sex with me, because I'm like Spider-Man. I've been given this great power, but with great power comes great responsibility. And when they look at me, they're like, that's too much responsibility for me. I can't handle it. Swipe left right away. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say with this joke is I really hope you guys believe I have a big dick. Uh, <laughs> so fantasy is better than reality, am I right? <laughs> like, it's big. You can't tell at first because I'm a grower, not a shower, which is why I said I'm only half woke. You got to wake me up all the way. See, it all comes together. All comes together. All right. Um, I'm African. I was born in America, but my parents came straight from Africa. And it makes it really hard to relate to, for, to them, you know, being born here. Um, and they come from like a completely different world. They're from a Muslim African country. And so when I come to them for advice, the advice they give me wouldn't really work out here in America. Like a long time ago when I was younger, I came up to my dad for advice on a girl that I really liked. And his advice, this is what he told me. He was like, I mean, the most important thing, I can't do an African accent, by the way. This is the best you're going to get, but... Throwing that out there. He's like, Ahmed, the most important thing to remember is that women love confidence. So the next time you see this girl you like, I want you to march up to her with your head held high, chest out, and marry her. I was like, <laughs> like that, that's not going to work. He's like, okay, okay, if it doesn't work, marry her sister. We do this all the time in Africa. That's how I met your mom. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I'm only 15, and this is America. And he's like, yes, I know. And if we raise you in Africa, you've already given me grandkids. I knew I fucked up. We're taking your ass back right now. You guys missed some great jokes, by the way, man. It was... <laughs> 
top of the line, like A plus stuff, man. Like, I could do them again. Yeah? No? 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 You guys tired of hearing niggas talk? Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. They did deny it, though. That's my favorite part about that. Is they, they deny it at all. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you guys. All right, bye. So it's a team, but she's still so close to my reach. If I on deck is Jacob Risley. Jacob Risley, awesome. Uh, yeah, I spend like two nights a week doing stand-up at a strip club, so I'm desensitized to um, everything. But I really like huddling in the dark in the corner and hoping no one sees that I'm drinking alcohol. In Portland, you can uh, you can see strippers at like most of the bars. Like in Portland, you can walk into just about any bar and see pussy on stage for a dollar, which makes me wonder what my performance is worth. Shout out to Michael Miles. Little contribution to Muni. Yeah, nice, yeah. So I don't know if anyone could actually help me out with something, a uh, little terminology. I'm a little naive about some stuff. Maybe you guys are more sophisticated than me. I don't know. Um, okay, the one on top during anal sex, the one driving the bus, so to speak, right? Was that the rear admiral or or just thought someone might know? I don't know. Okay. And the one on the bottom, would that be the poop deck, maybe? No, okay. All right, okay. I'm sorry. I clearly have a lot to learn. And that little joke needs work, too. I don't know. Um, same-sex marriage is actually controversial with religious conservatives. They seem, they seem to be really bothered by it. They define marriage very strictly as between a man and a woman. And some conservative priests are even stricter. They believe that sex is a very private matter between a boy and his priest. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. All right. Um, I have allergies. I get allergies. I don't know if anyone else does. And I hate having allergies. Uh, allergies are basically an overreaction by your body to anything it perceives as a foreign invader, like pollen or cat dander, or if you are Donald Trump, foreign immigrants seeking asylum. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't, don't like that, Donald Trump. Okay. All right. All right. We'll move on to something else. Okay. So I noticed that uh, the whole thing with North Korea going right now, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's, uh, its population for a long time was actually starving to death. It was pretty serious. Uh, and everyone always says, they're crazy. The North Koreans are crazy. But their strategy seemed to be working. They'd make a nuclear warheads. And then they'd do something like cyber attack Sony pictures or call Trump a dotard or steal his toupee while he's sleeping. Or, and then we would see, send food aid, and then they would stop making nuclear warheads, which means the starving people in this country need to really step up their game. I mean, where's their nuclear warhead, you know? All right. So people with office jobs complain about printers and how they get their printers and they get their paper jams or getting a paper cut. I mean, boo-hoo. Come on. Uh, I think they've forgotten what real problems are. They wouldn't complain so much if they knew the history behind them. This is a true story. I checked it out. William Bullock created the Bullock Press, which was fed by a single roll of paper several miles long. But his leg got caught in it and he got gangrene and he died from a paper jam. And you have to admit it, that is the worst paper cut ever, I think. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, okay. 
Uh, okay. Uh, so I find it surprising. I go to, uh, I don't know, I'm becoming a California stereotype. I go, I like, you know, meditation, spiritual stuff. But I've noticed, yeah, yeah, right? But, uh, but I've noticed there's a lot of passive-aggressive spiritual teachers out there. It's kind of like you go, and they're like, okay, everybody, uh, we're going to do a little group meditation now. Uh, you don't have to be a part of it. That's okay. Uh, it's completely optional. Just wanted you to know. Uh, we are going to do a silent meditation where no one, and I mean no one, except those who choose not to, will, will be quiet. Uh, but, but you can talk if you want to. We totally accept you as, as you are. Uh, just be aware that as the rest of us are meditating, uh, we will be quietly judging you. you know? And uh, Okay, so let's all get in tune with our breath and focus on how we can be more passive-aggressive today. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, time now? Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to do one more. Uh, so certain people I notice are better at certain jobs. Uh, introverts tend to make great engineers, and extroverts make great douchebags. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, no, to be fair, I mean, extroverts also make great salespeople, especially when they sell something they, they can relate to, like an Audi because the Audi is the favored vehicle of the douchebag, you know, so it's good. Um, now, I'm not saying that everyone who drives an Audi is a douchebag. That's unfair. Or that all extroverts are douchebags, but enough of them are for me to think there's a connection. I don't know. Uh, but what if we made the engineers do sales and the douchebag salespeople do engineering? Uh, it would be a disaster, right? I mean, the engineers would explain reverse engineering to the douchebags who buy Audis, and they wouldn't understand, and they'd feel stupid and offended and stop buying Audis, right? And the douchebag salespeople who never had the slightest what reverse engineering meant in the first place and just thought it meant make everything backwards uh, would make cars that blew up while the douchebags were driving them, which would be nature's way of solving the whole douchebag problem. That's for me. Thank you very much. On deck is Nika Verdan. Um, you know, the good thing about the race wars is at least you know who your team is. Shout out to Jacob Risley. Woo, how we doing? Good? Good. It's great to be in the city. I live on a farm out in Petaluma. You might see me at the farmer's market on, on Tuesdays here in San Francisco. Um, I live in a yurt. Do you guys know what that is? Um, for those, so a lot of you do. Uh, well, for those of you that don't, um, picture a teepee. You got it. That's what it is. That's what I live in. Um, the best part about that is the no plumbing. You know, it's a, it's a fun thing. Um, so if I need to go to Brown Town, I have to go into the city where they have real toilets with water that isn't blue and they flush. It's great. It's a n nice treat for me. Um, I go to Target a lot. They have a real nice facility there. Um, it's about 20 minutes out over there. It used to be a 15-minute drive to Whole Foods, but they won't let me go there anymore. Let me explain. Um, you guys, uh, we use Amazon, right? We ever have uh, Amazon send you the wrong thing? Um, it's happened to me a couple of times. They will, ref they refuse to take it back. They want me to keep it. I don't know why. I think they, they think that I'm defiling it. Like the moment I see the package, the first, I see it the moment. I take out both my balls, just rub it all over the package, all over for everyone. And um, they shouldn't assume that I'm doing that. It's just not okay. I mean, I am. Uh, I am doing it, but they shouldn't assume that. It's not nice. Um, so back to the why I'm not allowed in the Whole Foods. You guys ever use the Amazon Dropbox there? I have. Once. <laughs> 
won't let me back after that one. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's fun. Um, so I live on a farm. I'm single. I'm 25. It's a, it's a fun time to be single. Um, I was able to have a threesome very recently. Or, oh, I, think, I think it was a threesome. Um, well, you know, the terminology nowadays, you can say the wrong thing in offense. So maybe you guys can help me um, clarify it. Uh, I, I used both hands. I won. <laughs> I don't know if that can. I won and then the other. And not, it wasn't like at the same time. It's... I'm, uh, it's, it's very average is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> very, very average size penis. So one and then the other. It's great. You should try it at home. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, being single, uh, it's, it's 25. It's about the time I think I should probably settle down and find someone, you know, to try to a serious relationship. You know, before I develop like a weird fetish, uh, I mean, weirder than rubbing my balls on Amazon packages, um, you know, because it's so hard to find somebody, uh, you know, that you connect with emotionally, sexually, intellectually, all of these things are so hard. And then on top of that, she's also got to be down to put on a Winnie the Pooh costume and peg me, you know, call me Christopher Robin, poor hot honey. Ooh. Oh man, I can't. Oh, I'm getting excited. <laughs> Uh, you're not into it? No? We don't, not a lot of, not into pegging here. I thought this was the city. San Francisco is the woke one, right? It's not, no? You guys know what pegging is? No, that's when, that's when, uh, when a girl puts on a strap on and then fucks you from behind. That's what that is. Yeah? No, here you go. Here you, no, I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page with this. Uh, but my friends, uh, my friends are pretty helpful uh, with me trying to find someone for me. They always take me out to bars and clubs, and you know the ones with the real like heavy dance music. And and it's not really my scene, you know, because you got to be good at dancing at that. Which my dancing isn't what girls want to see, you know. And and it's it's just not fair at all. It's it's total bullshit because my mom spent so much money on my tap lessons. Really, the shoes, everything. It was, the drives there was a lot. It was a lot. It was, uh, it was fun driving, you know. Uh, I went to the DMV recently. Um, you guys been to the DMV recently? It still sucks. Uh, four hours for me to renew my license. That You don't put up with service like that anywhere else. You don't go to a restaurant, order your food, and then they come out and there's shit on your food. Right, and then and then you're like, well, that's just what happens, and then you keep going back for years and years and years, and then you uh, your whole life, you know, in your in your early times when you're when you're sexually promiscuous, and then all the way to when you find somebody that's willing to put on the Winnie the Pooh costume for you, you have a child, you bring your child when they come to age to the DMV, you order it, you order your food at the DMV restaurant, they come out and there's a shit on your food, and you got to explain that to your kid. Well, Dad, there's a shit on my salad, and you go, well, you know, that's what they do here, you know, they. Did it when I was a kid. They did it when your grandfather was a kid. That's just what we do here. It's not. It's not okay. Let's fix it. Stop eating the shit. <laughs> All right, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. Wise words. Stop eating the shit. A lot of people think pegging is gay. Pegging, it's not gay, you know. Um, it's like me. I'm not gay. I know I'm not gay because every time I have sex with a man, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> Shout out to Nika Radon. 
Okay, so I'm a really, really nervous person. Um, recently, I went to a Cold Stone Creamery for the first time in my life, which I don't know how I did that, because they're like, no, there's one. I know how I did that, there's only one. Um, but I went to a Cold Stone Creamery for the first time in my life, and I've been seeing their commercials all my life, like on PBS Kids, it's like, the fucking like um, word girl ends and it's like come to Cold Stone Creamery we have ice cream and cakes sometimes and I'm like I want to go um, so I went and it was really bad it was really bad because everyone was really mean to me there I went and I got the ice cream and the guy was like what flavor do you want and I didn't know so I made him give me like two samples and he gave them to me and then I picked a totally different flavor because I just saw it and then I went up to the register and there was this girl and she was looking at me in like the angriest way I've ever seen in my entire life. Like she wanted to kill me for buying ice cream. So I said, I like your glasses. And she said, thank you. They're not for fashion, I'm blind. <laughs> and I thought, oh fuck. This is my first time at a cold stone creamery. Don't be mean to me, you stone cold bitch. Um, no, I am so nervous and I react to things wrong. Like when I was 13, I was walking down the stairs of my middle school and I had like this rolly backpack because my parents didn't want me to break my back at the tender age of like 13. So, uh, <laughs> so I was going down the rolly backpack and there was this girl like right by the railing and I have terrible balance. So I was holding, like trying to get really close to the railing and my hand touched her butt and she yelled, don't touch my butt, bitch. Um, and that freaked me out. That freaked me out really bad. So I just looked at her. I made, I made it 10 times worse. I looked at her, I looked back at her, and I just walked down the stairs. I thought, you know what? If I'm a predator, I'm a predator. <laughs> That's it, you know? Like, I'm on the list now. <laughs> you go online, you go to your like, local registry, like San Francisco sexual predators, it's just me. <laughs> I touched a girl's butt when I was 13. I should be in prison right now. Um, yeah, so I belong in jail. Um, <laughs> this rolly backpack actually got me into a lot of shit. Like one time, because um, my middle school, it was a small building with a small amount of people, but you know, it was like too many for the building. So I remember we were all waiting to get inside and there was this boy I had never seen before this event or after and he was standing there and I was holding onto my rolly backpack the way that an old guy holds onto his cane or the way I'm doing this. Um, and I accidentally touched his dick, um, and he just looked so, so hurt. He looked at me and he looked so sad, like, how could you do that? And I didn't know what to do, I'd never seen him before, and I just like, I think I looked at him and I was like, I'm sorry. And then I went inside the building, and I never saw, never saw him again in my life. Um, I have... I'm improving, so I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but that's life. I'm done. I don't know what to do. I was in this bar, and the bartender leaned across to talk to these two women, and he was like, but old ladies don't know what bukake is. And I had to interject. I was like, old ladies know what bukake is. They just remember it as Paris. I told that joke in a nursing home. It killed. It murdered. Shout out to Adam Pearlstein. 
Thank you, everybody. Um, I don't have anything prepared. Do you know when you like you, you go to the gym regularly and then like you don't feel like going and then you're just like I'm just gonna go on the treadmill for like five minutes and then go home. I'm gonna do that with like stand up right now, kind of. Um, fuck, that's not gonna work. Um, uh, one new joke today. Uh, so I, I hate the double standard with uh, men and women. Like if a guy has sex with a bunch of girls, like he's considered cool. But if a girl has sex with a bunch of girls, she's considered like hella cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, are you sick? No. You sure? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got me sick, dude. What the fuck, dude? I can't, I can't fake sneeze. That's not a skill that I've developed yet. Um, somebody's definitely written this joke before and tell me if you heard it because I can't believe that I'm like the first per let me just, let me just say it first. So, um, um, my friend said that, uh, my dog is racist. I'm just like, my dog's not racist. He can't see color. Dogs can't see color. It's part of the animal. They physically can't see color. All right. That's mine then. That's all mine. 100%. Dibs. Um, I'm a, I'm a hater. Um, I'm a bit of a Shodan fraud. Um, I like seeing bad things happen. I get pleasure out of it. Like, uh, I'm, I'm getting a kick out right now about, uh, Amazon owning Whole Foods. Like I'm really liking that because everyone that works at Whole Foods is like an aspiring like musician or like a punk rocker. And I'm just like, you work for the biggest corporation in the world. Like that's, it's what you do. You're a punk rocker who literally works for the man of all the man. It just makes me very happy. Like, um, like I want to go to like pride next year and just like wrap a bunch of like Chick-fil-A sandwiches and make chicken wrappers and just hand them out to people. Like I get a big kick out of that. Like if Monsanto bought Tom shoes, I would probably come my pants. They'd probably, <laughs> I just like, I don't know if it's too soon for this. I mean, like, uh, like when, tr when Trump got elected, uh, like I was like, <laughs> was my, I, I, <laughs> the joke used to be like, part of me was like, this sucks. And the other part of me would be like, this is kind of funny, but no, all of it was funny. It was 100% funny to me just seeing how mad everybody gets. I like seeing people really mad. I'm sorry. I don't know. I should go to a, Never mind. I'm fine. Um, who smokes weed in the crowd? Yeah, yeah. Who uh, who doesn't smoke weed? Just doesn't fit your body chemistry. Doesn't work with you one way or another. No judgment, right there. Who's both? That's me. I'm both. I smoke weed every day, and I hate it. I don't want to keep. I like weed because it turns off the part of my brain that makes me anxious, and then it goes and turns on another part of my brain that makes me equally just as anxious as I was before even. <laughs> Like, I had some drug problems when I was younger. I went to an NA meeting a couple years ago to hear other people's stories, things they went through. I met a guy who had such a problem that he would suck dick for heroin. I was talking to him. He was like, I haven't talked to my kids in five years. I'm like, hey, how about less talking and more sucking? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, it finally happened, guys. I was at home. I uh, uh, left my computer open, and my girlfriend walked in, and she saw the Excel spreadsheet of all the money I've lent her since we started dating. 
<laughs> um, Anthony Bourdain. All right, never. Never mind. I just felt like saying his name for a second there. I just like the idea that like uh, maybe he was murdered and there's more of a mystery to it. Like he's in his hotel. Well, can you just go with the joke for a second here? You're gonna like it. All right. Well, I don't know. I've never said this before. So I just like the idea of like the FBI like knocking down his hotel room, and then like they look around, they see Anthony Bourdain on the floor, and uh, he has like a pink substance on his body, and the FBI like lean down, pick it up with their finger, taste it, Cake Boss. <laughs> Cake Boss killed Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> And Cape Boss is like, oh, I gotta do a whole New York accent. I'm not ready for that right now. <laughs> oh, you think you could be the cool cooking guy, huh? <laughs> and then his assistant Baker's like, hey, what do you think we should do, boss? And then Cape Boss is like, shut up, you idiot. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who was the um, uh, farmer's market dude? Did he leave? Market guy left. I want to go to. I want to like go to um, grocery outlet and just buy a bunch of like cheap produce and then put organic stickers on them and then sell them at farmers markets. Just make double the profit. And then if people ask me about it, I'd be like, "Hey, these are too big to be organic." I'll just be like, "Oh, I'm just really good at farming." <laughs> That'll be my. <laughs> I'm just a really good farmer. <laughs> um. All right. Um, last thing here. So um, I got uh, flipped off uh, when I was driving uh, the other day. And it doesn't offend me, the, the middle finger. Does it offend any of you guys? Somebody flips you off like a stranger? Like, who cares, you know? Hey, you look like Mini Driver, sort of. Anybody told you that before? You kind of look like Mini Driver in a, in a good way. She's a famous actress. Are you Mexican, Asian? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so, I was just, sorry, I just got distracted for a second. Anyway, so he... Um, <laughs> Flip me off, and uh, it doesn't offend me at all. Like, if somebody says, fuck you, or the middle finger. Like, if you were to roll down his window and just be like, hey, you're not as cool as you think you are. I've been like, ow, that hurts way more than that. Um, so, I... Uh, uh, I hate tagging. Like, just people are just like, um, like draw like their signatures on stuff on like a building or somebody's property. Like, I love graffiti art. Graffiti art could be beautiful, but like, I just don't like the tagging part of it. Just like writing shit on somebody's like stuff. I think that's lame. But do what I like when people take a sharpie and they like draw over somebody's teeth and like a real estate agent ad or something like that. It's very funny. Like, it's never gonna get old. I get a huge kick out of that because I just pictured that being like a real person. Like, why would you hire a professional photographer to? take pictures of you when you don't have any teeth. Like, they look so confident. Like, why would I trust you to, like, handle my family's estate and sell a house for me if you don't have any teeth? And, like, why did you grow the pirate mustache, too? To cover up the no teeth? Like, why did you... I just like the idea of them being a real estate agent who's obsessed with, like, fighting and candy and meth. Just everything somebody with no teeth would have. It's like, it's a beautiful house, great location, five minutes from the meth lab, ten minutes from the candy store, and it takes 364 licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. It's a very good... I learned nothing. Thank you guys so much. That's my time. Yeah. Yeah. Single ladies. Single ladies. What are your addresses? Yeah. Woo. Uh, just, I wanted to do a PSA. If you, if you are being sexually harassed, bring mace because Puff Daddy will not help you. Mark Neuer. Thank you.
applause for your DJ back there. Holding it down with some funky ass tunes. I'm very fond of the tunes he just played. Can you play those again? That's really good for me right now. It's really doing something to me. I was walking down 6th Street today and I was looking at the ground and I was looking at the world around me. I was like, I just want to water this ground. Like, clean, hydrational water. And by that I mean bleach. A lot of bleach. It's all over the ground. Are you not familiar with 6th Street? Heroin needles and crack pipes on the ground. Okay. You hear the craziest shit on 6th Street. I heard one dude tell another dude, walks up to him. It's like, hey, wow, man, I haven't seen you forever. The last time I saw you, I was on like 17. Now I'm on like 23 heart attacks. I was like, Jesus Christ. Crackheads tell time based on heart attacks. That's what their calendar year is all based around. They're like, fuck. Sup? Hello. She snapped a picture of me the other day on stage at Delirium at Warhol's other. He's hosting this. He also hosts a mic on Mondays. And um, wow, was I fucked up. Um, took my shirt off. Underneath this, I, I'm, it's a big surprise, really. A lot of people are like, he could be muscular, I suppose. <laughs> I'm really, like, if I take this coat off, I'm just a fat Macaulay Culkin, you know? <laughs> if he had never done heroin, he might look like me. <laughs> then again, I was never touched by Michael Jackson as a kid, so my life kind of went a little bit different than his, I suppose. I would have fucked Michael Jackson. That was never a Kellogg's fucking cereal box special. Like, fill this out. You can go get fucked by Michael Jackson. Huge, huge profit return margin there. You get fucked by Michael. You come back. You sue the shit out of him. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. I would do a hashtag. Me too, motherfucker. Hit me up. Fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> the DJ's going dumb back there. He's like, yes, fuck me. Give me that money. I need it. I ain't going to lose this ticket. I ain't going to fly off in the wind. I got it right here. It's my ticket in my pocket. It's got the light, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to LA tonight. I'm flying out there. Awesome. You're all very excited for me. Thank you. I'm very excited as well. Hopefully the plane doesn't crash. Sounds like you guys are hoping for it. I'm not sure what the hell your guys' reaction is on that. L.A., fuck L.A. NorCal, baby. Yeah, you can go fuck yourselves. Half of you aren't even from San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> I touched a fucking nerve. Like, well, yeah, you're fucking right. We're not. What about it? I'm just saying. How many of you can code? That's where the real problem lies. All the coders in this fucking town. It's not gentrification. Just people that went to college. People call it gentrification. They're not giving you anthrax. 
There's no smallpox. They're not raping and pillaging. There's no fucking trail, and there's no tears. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's not gentrification. Can you fucking code? Turn that shit off, Matthew Q. Jesus, with your nice fucking parking job. My God, you got you got fucking prime real estate right there. Fuck, you can live right. You just keep it's a house phone. Fuck. Why did you wait till your time was over to start doing comedy? <laughs> I don't know, Warhol. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's been my time. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Oh, speaking of, I forgot. Mark, uh, you're going out of town. Haley, you want to go to Santa Cruz on Sunday? Talk to me later. Uh, your next comic needs no introduction, but she does need help with the mic stand. So make some noise for Jay Terrio. It's a mic. It's it's against me. <laughs> I, I was asked to suck a dick, so I approached it. <laughs> and I went like this. <laughs> I barely felt a thing. <laughs> oh my god. Do you like, yeah. I'm putting a dick next to you. It is. Wait, bring it. It's like, it's all about the angle. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. This is like the story of my life. Oh, I can hold it here. Oh, put it like above my knee. See my knee? No, yeah. This is like, this is like, amazing. Wait, let go. Uh, <laughs> everyone, give it up for Julie Ash for saving the show. Okay. Thank you. We needed that formality, you know. We needed that to happen, or else, who are we as a society if we can't even applause for someone helping someone else? Uh, did I run over a condom? I feel like <laughs> I totally feel like I did. So I'll just check in. Uh, yeah, this isn't even a joke. This is um, it's like a wad of gum, you know. When you run over, it just sticks, and it's like makes that noise. The time you drive. I like, I like when uh, I like getting drunk and stoned, cause then your paranoia fights with your inhibitions, and. And you start devising the safest way to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then by the time uh, you realize that killing yourself is not safe, you're sober again, so you're fine. It's all okay. My my grandmother called me and she wanted me to tell a joke. She's like. I have a joke for you. So, um, this is not a joke that I wrote. This is a joke that she wrote. I am just the messenger. So she goes, so she goes, you know. You know what, I'm really sad. I just go into the fridge and I find myself a hot dog. And I'm wondering if I could get that hot dog to be an emotional support animal. Ah. I don't know. (laughs) 
She's asking me. I'm like, you asked the right person, Grandma. I tried. It's called the dick. Yeah. Mm. I got I got a new band. I'm in a, a emo boy goth synth pop shoegaze indie rock alt dark wave band. <laughs> and uh, it's called Reluctant Fuck. Our new album. Our new album hint has been received. It's amazing. Our first our title track goes, All the gays in the bay go by day. Uh. <laughs> Followed by the hit single, I'm just looking for consistent dick, consistent dick. <laughs> just maybe, but maybe, what if it was love? Nope, I'm just looking for a consistent dick. It's fine. I drove, was that, did you like me? I don't, okay. I think that's it then. All right, thank you. <laughs> Oh, on deck is Candy Michelle, who may or may not be a jazz singer, apparently. And your next comic is so popular that people follow her off of social media. Julie Ash. Where are you talking about my stalker? Did you have to bring that up right now? Okay. Oh my god, everybody, give it up for Jade. She's fucking awesome. All right, here we go. Can you hear me? Um, can I just address, like, I was ha had no, I was happy to hold, uh, hold the microphone for her, get to hang out with Jade a little bit, but it was a little weird because when the microphone fell, like you were doing a, a blowjob joke and I thought that was part of your joke. Like I thought the dick was supposed to be falling because it was going limp or something. Like I thought that was like, and I'm like, wait, do you want me to lift it? And then you're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, am I playing the part of the dick that's getting hard again? Like I have no idea what's going on. This is so, I feel uncomfortable right now. No. Um, speaking of dicks, uh, the Supreme Court. Um, so let's talk, you know, <laughs> I don't usually talk about politics, but like it is kind of scary that we're going to have a conservative Supreme Court and we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade because as soon as we overturn Roe v. Wade, every guy that even sends me a dick pic is even the dick pic in the picture is going to have to have a condom on it. Like that's insane. I'm just like so fucking scared. Um, I'm just kidding. I did actually have sex without a condom the other day. Okay, fine. I don't care. You don't have to support me. Um, after 14 years. Yeah. I'm 34 years old. I lost my virginity when I was 20. That's 14 years of sex with condoms. I was super careful. Can't be on the pill because of a medical condition. I'm just like super careful. Guys who complain about condoms. I'm like too fucking bad. Wear it anyway. Stop complaining. And then all of a sudden, like, I guess just life just got exhausting. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, he was hot enough. He was annoying enough. I was like, I'll just deal. I will risk my life to get a guy to stop talking. Uh... So that's what I did. I was, it was fine. I was sober. It was consensual. It was good. I was honestly, I was thinking about it. I really did think it through. It wasn't like, oh my God, what did I do last night? Like I thought it through. Um, I, w I weighed the costs and the benefits. I was like, okay, I wasn't ovulating. 
Okay. I knew that. I'm very regular. I was like, I know I'm not ovulating. He pulled out. Uh, I knew he was way too autistic to have any STDs. Like I knew that was, um, yeah, I was like, this is going to be fine. And so, um, <laughs> so we did it. And then afterwards he was like, did that feel any different to you? Cause he knew it was my first time. He's like, how did it, did it feel any different? I'm like, yeah, it did feel like you were no longer whining about condoms. Um, that was, uh, <laughs> it was a big difference. <laughs> um, yeah, felt like I was being fucked by someone who wasn't a whiny little bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, but he, uh, and then he like kept asking me questions about it. And I was like, he's like, well, how did it feel different? I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just, I didn't hear you. I was fantasizing about my vibrator. I like didn't even hear what you said. Um, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I, uh, the, the hashtag me too campaign has been a letdown for me a little bit. Like I was excited about it, but then I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I got, did you, ladies, do you feel like you got any safer? Like, has your walk home gotten any safer? No. Yeah, because it's targeted the wrong guys, right? Like, I feel like it's targeted dudes who are already woke and just kind of made them more woke, you know? Like, like creeps aren't really modifying their behavior, you know? Like, the guy that was on the train asking that woman for directions while rubbing his crotch. Like, I don't think he's going on Facebook and reading posts and, <laughs> and being like, oh, I wasn't aware of the magnitude of the problem. Okay, my bad. Uh, no, he's still doing his creep thing. Uh, but the guys that I actually want to have sex with... Um, can't even get them to wink at me right now. Oh my God. It is. I don't know why I looked at you when I said that. Um, I, uh, guys are scared in bed. Um, yeah. Did you hear the silence? So guys, obviously don't rape anyone. Duh. Uh, but once I've given enthusiastic consent, uh, no need to check in between each thrust. Um, yeah, sex is, uh, sex is different for like, I feel like dirty talk has changed. Does anybody know dirty talk? Like any ladies are like dirt, like dirty talk used to be yeah, you want this dick. Take this dick. You want this dick. And now it's like, you do want this dick, right? Like, I'm like, oh, maybe not. Okay. Um, thanks for uh, questioning. Yeah. Guys, you can't be a bad salesman and have a me mediocre product. It doesn't work. Um, it's a bad model. It's a bad, bad model. He gets it. Uh, those dicks are not flying off the shelves. Okay. Um, I, uh, no, it was, uh, this one guy was like really vigilant about like not crossing the line with me. So he started walking me through everything he was going to do in bed, but not like in a hot way, you know, <laughs> and not like in the erotica novels where they're like, next I'm going to flip you over. And I don't know how erotica works. Um, he was like, I'm going to use two fingers now. Are you cool with that? I'm like, I don't know. Is there copay involved? Um, <laughs> I do have Kaiser. want to make sure you're in network. Um, I, uh, I'm gonna be honest, it is tough out there. I asked a guy, I asked a guy to dominate me the other day and he refused. Uh, any other ladies or gents been in that awkward situation? Holy shit. Um, I was like, hey, do you feel like dominating me? He was like, no. I'm like, okay, why not? He was like, I'm just not into it. I'm like, whoa, okay. You're kind of aggressive about it. Might I say even dominant about, <laughs> you know, he's kind of said that in a dominant way. I think you're kind of accidentally dominating me right now. He's like, no, shut the fuck up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Just what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> That's been my time. I'm Julie Ash. Thank you so much. On deck is Gregoire. You're welcome. Oh, man. So, this isn't a joke, but I heard that the reporters did not stop working when their spot got shot up. They hid under their desk. They reported on Twitter, we're getting shot up. Then as soon as it was over, the ones that lived, obviously the other ones laid off. But the ones that lived, no, the ones that lived, they were fucking vigilant. I, I wept in the, in the grocery store while I was looking at my phone, thinking about it. 
Fucking fourth estate. I don't have a punchline to get out of this. I'm just amazed. Then they were like, we're putting out a damn paper. People are covered in glass, I assume, bleeding. That's that's amazing. I'm, I'm actually just touched. Um, what I mean is I owe my editor an article. Awesome. Shout out to Candy Michelle. Hi, my name's Candy. I'm, I'm gonna try this. I'm not very good at this because we live in this world now where we don't know how to talk to people and have conversations. So I'm kind of rusty at talking to people. So forgive me. You know, I'm on my phone and my computer and my tablet and, you know, my face is in the screen. So this is awkward. Oh, there's people here. Hi. Hi, people. How are you guys? You guys doing good? Yeah? You guys doing good? Yeah? Ah, thank you. For, glad to be here. I had lunch today with a friend of mine. We hadn't talked in a while, and she looked at me and she says, Candy, you look so great. You've lost a lot of weight. You look so, just, so peaceful. You look great and thin and peaceful. I was like, yeah. I'm depressed, not eating much. My dog died. She goes, and your hair looks so great. <laughs> yeah, when you're depressed, you don't take showers. You don't wash your hair. What's shampoo? You don't, you know, I don't know what that is. That's why your hair looks so shiny, because you don't wash it. Oh, I got to try that. Yeah. So what else is new with you? What, what, what's going on in your world? Oh, other than all the... The wonderful things I just told you about, huh? Oh, I hate my job. You know, boss is mean, calls me into his office, gives me a lot of shit. Is that why you're so skinny? Are you walking to work? Oh. Yeah, I'm walking to work because, you know, that's how I fight the depression. I try to keep moving, keep my spirits up, keep the blood circulating down one leg, up the other leg. Are you also dieting? I just can't imagine you look that thin because you're, you're just walking. Oh, yeah, and not eating. Oh, so you are dieting. What's your diet secrets? Well, you know, sadness, misery, all that good stuff. Huh, what kind of seasonings are you using? Pain. Tears, a lot of snot, comes with the crying. Wow, he looks so good. So what's new with you? Oh, I'm going to Cancun. Yeah, oh really, yeah. We're leaving tomorrow. Oh, very cool, yeah. And then we ended the lunch, he goes, oh, I'm so glad to hear you're doing so good. You know, good luck with that diet. Then she scampered off to go to Cancun. Because we don't talk anymore. We don't listen. You ever have that where you're talking to somebody and they ask you something and you start talking and, and, and then they talk and they're like this. And they're just talking and they're animated and they're just filling the room with all their stories and their goodness. And then you start talking and they're like this. 
start filling with their phone, start Facebooking, looking at their messages. Oh, I gotta return this message really fast. And then you stop talking, and then they go and talk again, and we have to teach people how to have the two-way conversation again, because apparently we're losing that. We don't understand talk, respond. Talk, respond. It's called dialogue. It's called dialogue. Let's try. Talk. Respond. Talk. Respond. Thank you very much. I'm Candy. You guys have a good night. Whoa, that was like a scene out of Big Brother. <laughs> that, was, that was terrifying. All right. Um, I, have, I have this really deep and important thing I want to say. But I'm not going to. Gregoire! Thank you, Warhol. Warhol Kaufman. Warhol Kaufman actually introduced me to his brother the other day. Uh, his brother's name... It, fuck, I... Never mind. <laughs> I was going to make a joke in that totally. I completely forgot what it was. Um, real quick, um, do you guys know how many teats a cow's udder has I know that's weird but do you guys know no, get four that's four and only ever four I feel like I've been misestimating how many they have like for years like, I draw them as a guy give them at least like nine I draw them out you know just like round belly all the legs on the same side I feel like we were all kind of Picassos at that age um, and speaking of my mom <laughs> no um I yeah so you heard correctly my name is Gregoire and it's 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 an unusual name it's spelled O I R E at the end uh, sometimes people will see it written down and they get a little bit stressed out and I understand that it stressed me out for the first ten years of my life but I like I like it now better and I feel like people like unusual names just so long as the people who have them are white like I feel like because I'm white I I get to have an unusual name and people are like oh that's so you know pretty and how do you spell that again that's great and then my Pakistani friend Sikander is like hi I'm Sikander and people are like oh, what was that oh oh that's that's unusual like there's just there's there's some sort of favoritism going on there that I that I that doesn't quite sit well with me and I don't like that we make fun of you know unusual black names like Ladasha like let people do what they want what do white people have I don't want to be someone who's like hi I'm Carol and this is my sister Cheryl and our other sisters Sharon and Karen and here are my kids Jaden Caden Braden Brandon Landon Sean Blaine Shane and my daughters Kaylee Caitlin Kayla Kaylee Kylie Ky like at some point you're gonna run out of L's and N's and like people like to tattoo Chinese characters on their armpits. I'm surprised we haven't just like tacked those on to our names now. Just like, hi, I'm Becky, spelled B-A-C-K-Y, and then the symbol for love, but it's silent. Like, like Steve Irwin named his daughter Bindi. Like, how much more Coachella can you get than that? Where you just, it, excuse me. <laughs> I promise I'm not sick. No, I'm not. I wouldn't be doing this if I were. That would be cruel and, and not very nice. Um, very nice to be here in San Francisco, home to such historic landmarks as uh, Salesforce Tower, 
probably the most phallic piece of architecture I've ever seen in my life. I like to call it the dildo building, the dilding for short. Um, I like names I like to think about. I, I, I always wonder what it would be like to have a name like John, because every guy named John is, has, is bound to have had that one moment, that first moment where they heard that their dad say, I'll be right back, I gotta go to the John. And they're like, what? Where's it going? What, are the bathroom? Dad, what's that about, Dad? Is that what you think of me? <laughs> or Frank. Because that, at, that at the point before people told you that it meant anything else, you've got your dad getting ready for work, and he's putting on his hands like, how do I look, son, and be Frank? What? Uh, I am Frank. I know you are, sport. Well, good. And teacher's giving him feedback on the assignment. Listen, I, we need to talk about your homework, and I'll be Frank here. <laughs> he's, what? Okay. I get if that works for you. I do. Do you want me to be you? Are we doing like a role-playing thing? <laughs> Role reversal? Is that what's happening? Then he starts hearing it more and more. He starts spying out of control, like strangers. Like, um, well, to be quite frank with you, how do you know my name? How do you know my name? He watches Donnie Darko. Like, what the fuck? What's happening here? Finally, confronts his dad. Like, Dad, when were you going to tell me that my name is also an adjective? Huh? How long were you planning on keeping that from me? I need an answer now. And be earnest. <laughs> That's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Your next comic has rejected my repeated advances, but still be kind to Nicole Turley. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. Sorry, I got too many things in my hand. All right. Oh, God. All right, I got my uh, heels on. I can't really uh, walk in them. They really hurt my feet. Uh, but they're kind of my way of kind of like, you know, just kind of holding on to those last little remnants of my rapidly fading youth, you know? I should probably just let go, you know, give up, wear the flip-flops, but no, I want to hold on, you know? Because if you just let your youth go, the next thing is death. Here I go, bringing it down, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to be funny. Ugh. Um, I just like picked down on a ba bag of, uh, what were those, sheet of... Cheez-Its and like chugged a juice. Yeah, this is a really classy day for me, you guys. I'm saying, yeah, um, I'm a winner. Uh, oh, God, what else can I start with? Oh, actually, I had something. Uh, do you guys think it's okay to kill someone? Yeah. All yes. oh, right, I got one vote. If they're really, really annoying. Okay. And it's okay. Or, or, like, what if they're wearing a Christmas shirt in July? Definitely, I mean, I think it's your moral obligation to kill them, right? Because you know that guy's a douchebag. Think of how much frustration you are saving someone. If you just kill that tech bro on the bar that is talking really loud on his cell phone, you think of how many people he is pissed off and you got to think of it that way. Think of all the people he's pissed off and stressed off, you know, caught off in traffic, you know? Um, I'm not saying killing people is necessarily right, but, you know, it's not all wrong. I mean, what if we did it like this? Okay, uh, I, don't know, I don't usually start this joke this way. Uh, I, I, you know, I think everybody, if I were president, you know, I probably shouldn't be, but I would allow every person in their lifetime to kill, okay? Just one person, just one person, and get a pass, you know? Kind of like your own personal purge, you know? Oh, the purge would be really fun for a day, too. I'd head straight to the marina with an ax. Um... <laughs> 
you know and like if you're a woman okay stay with me on this um i'm not psycho don't worry i'm not gonna kill anybody um okay if you're a woman you get to kill somebody for every child you have what I would be popping them out like crazy, you know. I would octomom that shit, dude. You know, the doctor would be all Nicole. The seventh one is stillborn, still counts. Oh, oh it felt so good to get that out. Um, so I work at a restaurant in the marina, a district. If you were wondering why I feel this way, uh, I'm a server there. It's like the marina district. If douchebag was a place. <laughs> Um, where I saw a woman cut up her food for her 10-year-old son. Everybody's on the paleo diet, bringing in their yoga mats, drinking their mimosas. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. I think I want to work in a morgue because people are a lot easier to deal with when they're dead, right? Yeah, it's not that much fun after the jokes about killing people, but that's a really good joke if I talk about it before the killing of the people. Um, yeah, <laughs> but actually I found out the bartender at my work did have some friends that worked in a morgue, and I guess they got their saws and guess where? They had to saw up the bodies, like saw off the heads and stuff, and they got their saws at Home Depot, you guys. That's where they would go. I, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought you would go to some medical supply ba place. But that would be so fun to go through the Home Depot line, you know, and be all the guys all, what are you guys building today? We're sawing up a body. Oh, my God. I'd make an awesome serial killer. I totally have an outfit already picked out. Um, I thought that was funny. Okay. Uh, I got a gun. Just kidding. I don't. Uh, they would never, they probably would let me buy a gun, dude. Even after I did this set. I, that's how fucked up our gun laws are. Uh, that's me getting political for a second. I don't usually get political, but a friend asked me to describe Donald Trump in two words. I'm like, I don't know, vaginal dryness. Oh, but I am trying to work on my anger issues, you guys. I really am. I'm meditating. Um, but that didn't work for me because all I would do was after about a minute of trying to clear my head, I would think about how I wanted to fucking kill someone and that would screw it all up. So I started doing yoga and um, uh, that's, you know, it kind of worked. Um, but, uh, and the first one of the first thing I learned in yoga was this move called namaste. And the yoga teachers will tell you that namaste means the light in me bows to the light in you. Um, gag, right? <laughs> no, but um, so namaste is simply this, just prayer hands together right here. Now, if you do namaste behind your back, it's really hard. It takes a lot of flexibility. It kind of hurts right now, but it makes my boobs look great. Um, anyway, if you do namaste behind your back, it's called reverse namaste. And I'm like, that's weird, you know, because you would think reverse namaste would be something like this. I just flipped off the audience. Okay, because uh, I gotta say that because they're at radio. Anyway, uh, thanks you guys. I'm Nicole Turley. I really enjoyed the director's commentary of your set there. That was great. Appreciate that. On deck is Katie Tyler. Taylor? Katie Taylor. Awesome. And your next comic... Uh, your next comic holds all of you in the palm of his hand. He can cradle you gently or crush you like a bug. Make some love to George. Be sure I did not ask for this. You're a professional comedian, so I do not want to waste your time. It's funny. All right, anyway. <clears throat> so last you're talking about crazy ways, like crazy cheap ways to kill somebody. You can buy a butcher knife 
for 99 cents at the 99 cent store, B, right at like 16th and Mission. Like a big ass, like, you know those knives you see like in cartoons that look like a big square with a slice blade? That's a butcher knife. 99 cents, you know what I'm saying? Anybody, there's a fucking SRO next door to that motherfucker, man. <laughs> okay? And the idea that you can buy a 99 cent butcher knife is more fucked up. Oh, and they got more knives. But, like, then that shit. But it's just fucked up anyway. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> My man, uh, uh, this is just time filler. I don't know why we're doing this anyway. Uh, oh, I know why. Because my man would say a joke like this. Sudden death during recreational mummification. Not the way I want to go out in this world. Right? There you go. That's how a guy in Hollywood killed a guy. The, the, uh, what's he, the, uh, the WWE. His, uh, the VP of the WWE. It's like, he has some dumb name. Let's see if I can find it. Did I write it down? I wrote down slave comedy. No, oh, there's his name. Skip Chasey. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, just put it on the record. Fuck it. I got another show. I don't need to deal with this bullshit. Oh, all right. Yeah. Let's talk about shit that's not shit. Like, I, I, I always like the ideas of people that think things are things, but there are things that are not things. Right? That's always been my favorite. You know, that's bullshit. All right. I like karma. You think that's a thing, but that's not a thing. It's just that people like circles. So they like a story that goes from A to B to C and then. Just because you think you did something bad at some point, you want to resolve that story over here. It's the same thing as that guy said before. Like, you can be bad. You just have to have, just like resolve yourself to have shitty friends for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. What else am I get? Oh, another karma thing. If karma was a thing, right, Phil Hartman would still be alive, right? <laughs> if karma was a thing, Joe Jackson wouldn't have just died like yesterday. <laughs> right? 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 As if there I had gotten to a whole thing this whole fucking week about that shit, about how they're both shitty. Right? You're <laughs> like, all right, at one point you gotta is it the guy that touched the guy or the guy that fucked the guy or the guy that touched and fucked the guy? Like who's the worst guy? Right? I guess well the guy that just touched and fucked the guy that turned into a guy that's like makes people go, Oh, I really like that. I guess is he better than the guy that just fucked the kids? <laughs> like right? I I don't know. I don't know. Right? We got no whole higabaloo about that on fucking Wednesday. Fuck you. I don't give up. I don't give a fuck. I still think they're just both shit. Like, I don't care. I, hey, I saw Michael Jackson on the bad tour, by the way. Cobo, uh, not Cobo Hall. Uh, what was that joint? Who gives a fuck? It's not comedy. Things that are not comedy. All right. Uh, speaking of, all right, I'll go back. Call back slave comedy, right? I thought, it, I thought it would be interesting. Of like, By the way, this is before that, what was that show? Confederate came out. Or was talked about, which, by the way, <laughs> like, you know, you know what that's like? I, I got it. Before that, um, what was that show? Confederate came out. It's just like that thing that happened in Florida where they thought it was like a gay hate crime. If you ever looked it up, he just looked for, or like Orlando, the Pulse nightclub. He just wanted to kill a lot of people. He didn't give a fuck who he killed. It was just that the mall had too many people. Or too much security. But anyway, that's not a joke. Here's the joke. <clears throat> what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night.
You say that now, but my lady was like, you need to drink more pineapple juice. Uh, there's some, some comments I don't know. I just want to run through, make sure you guys are here. Uh, Kyle and Laser Eyes. No laser eyes? Does anyone see lasers flying around the room? No? All right. Colin's not here. Mark Dittmeyer. Awesome. Uh, Leanne M. All right. We're good. We're killing it. And now, um, your next comic I've known, I've known for many years. She used to babysit me when I was in kindergarten. I'm sorry for that thing I did. Katie Taylor. <laughs> Um, so I work in healthcare, and you start to note patterns of uh, people and their age and or their gender and what they come in for. So 18-month-old um, is coming in for vaccines, 18-year-old girl probably coming in for birth control, 80-year-old lady, they're all dizzy, 20-year-old um, healthy guy is only coming in for one thing. This is how it always goes down. He comes in, he says he's kind of got a little tickle in his throat, but he had a cold, but like, oh, let me, let me talk about my ankle, because I was like playing football with my guy friends, and I kind of turned it, and then, you know, I'm talking about ace bandages, and ice, and rest, and then 19 minutes and 30 seconds into this 20-minute visit, he's getting up and walking to the door, and he has his hand on the doorknob, and then there's a pause and like a shudder and like a, like a deep wince and like a big gulp. And he looks over his shoulder and he's like, can you look at this rash on my penis? And I'm like, shit, my bad. I should have asked that at minute one. Come on over, let, let, drop your trowel, okay. Cough, cough. I'm like, yep, you got a rashy dick. Yep. 100% of the time, a 20-year-old guy comes into the doctor. It's a rashy dick. I should have known. My bad. Next time, I'll know. It's like the... I still like sort of get tricked. Like the, the next 20 year old guy comes in, he's like, you know, I kind of got some just a little bit of vague, unspecified shoulder pain, you know, playing football with my mic. Like, nah, nah. I'm gonna stop you there. You need me to look at your penis? Yep, you got a rashy dick. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Save us both 20 minutes. Uh, my mother-in-law sends me often some viral flash mob videos. I, I feel bad, but I, it's just that I've seen mediocre dancing in my life. It's like the last one she sent me was a bunch of older ladies outside of a Starbucks doing Thriller. I was like, you know what's a great video of dancing? Thriller. Michael Jackson is an incredible entertainer. It's like, Margo, I'm going to send you the link because you should check it out. It's a great video. Um, has anyone here, just like a quick audience poll, anyone here ever been brave enough to put 
shave pubes on their to-do list. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. <laughs> You ever put shaved pubes on your to-do list? I feel like the... <laughs> See, I feel like the people who are laughing are like, yeah, that's a great way. That's a yes. And the people who are like a little confused are like trying to like wiggle in their chair to feel how long their pubes are right now. Like just like a check-in to see like how long they are. And then they're like, I wish I had a way to reliably remind myself to shave my pubes. I'm like, it's called a to-do list and you're all welcome. All right. All right, I'll leave you with one last medical piece of knowledge. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Vitruvian Man. This is a Renaissance drawing by Da Vinci that has, yes, he's doing it in the back, feet apart, palms forward, arms out. And it was at the very sort of beginning when they were thinking about the mathematical relationships of the body and how science applied to the body. And it's actually that drawing that in medicine, that is how we define and label things. So in the forearm, because the man is standing like this, this is the front of the forearm, all the nerves and the muscles and the arteries, this is our, these are all labeled the front arteries and the front nerves of the forearm. And this is the back. And so all of the arteries and nerves are labeled like the back nerves and the back arteries. Um, and it is a true fact that the anatomical position of the penis is erect. <laughs> that is true actual medical knowledge I'm dropping on all of you right now, and you are welcome for that. I, I just like, just to like wrap your mind around the male hubris needed for something one, no, 0.01% of the time to be erect. And they're like, yeah, that's how we're going to define that anatomically. <laughs> so like, if this is a peen, this, this, this is a peen. If this, this is a peen. This is considered the front of the penis. I'm not kidding you. This all, this is like the, all the arteries and nerves, this is the front artery that's on this side of the penis. That, the little, this, okay, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's just a little floppy dingle dangle, just wedged in your thigh crease, just boggy from the, just right in, wedged in with the ball sack. That's the front of the penis. That, that portion they're calling the front of the penis. I mean, it's just like if you were trying to distill me into a Renaissance portrait, and you were like, yeah, what, what, would dis what would be the essence of Katie in a portrait? And you remembered that this one time in Laos, I got horrible diarrhea, and I just had exploding diarrhea out of my bottom. And you were like, I know. 0.01% of the time, Katie is diarrhea, and there's just a portrait of me hunched over the toilet in just a pool of diarrhea. Like, yeah, I think that distills her down to her essence. Yeah, we're gonna put her as we're gonna put her as that. Like, or did like Da Vinci just have a raging boner all the time? And he invited like Michelangelo over and he like unveils the Vitruvian man. And like, Michelangelo's like, you have a raging boner. And Da Vinci's like, yes, I do. Don't you? 
And then like all men ever were too embarrassed to say that like 99.9% .9 of the time it's just like a flaccid dingleberry just right here. Then he's like, oh yeah, we, I do. And then Michelangelo just leans over and was like, you should also see someone about that rash. All right, thank you. Wow. Wow, ladies, th that was masterful. She perfectly described my penis. That was amazing. I just want to say, I've had male and female doctors, and uh, all those medical questions, that is what we know uh, on the street as foreplay. That's what that is. Because when it's an old 58-year-old dude with like face moles, you're like, just look at it. Just let's get out of here. Mark Dittmeyer! <laughs> Oh my God, all right, everybody. Um, great to see you, uh, what a great crowd. Uh, give it up for yourselves. Yeah. It's a compliment for you based entirely on this temporary situation that you're in this crowd right now. That uh, only lasts while you're sitting in the crowd. Because um, what's good about you is the number of people that you are right now, but that's like, but you're one person, I guess who's listening i don't know this is, this is like leaving a message to somebody and you're like as you're listening to this um i'm driving and it's four o'clock but it's probably tomorrow because you're not going to get this because you turned your phone or you know anyway all right i don't have a lot of material today guys um i was uh and i was i'm I actually i'm really depressed because when i was coming to the show like three weeks ago um i thought of like two jokes as i was walking here and I was like, this is awesome. I figured out comedy. Like, I, I, I got two jokes. So by the time, next time I come here, I'm going to have, like, 300 jokes. I mean, you can check my math on that. But I'm like, I'm, this is going to be, you know, um, sweet. I got, I got all these jokes. And then, uh, and then like, nothing for, like, the last three weeks. It's just like, I was just, you know, I got here. It's like, oh, fuck. I don't have, you know, I, I have those two jokes. I'm going to tell you those two jokes in a minute. You guys, Sean Penn is here, everybody. No. <laughs> have you? <laughs> so you got it. You got it both ways, huh? All right. I don't. He never. He hasn't played that role where he, he grew it out. All right. Anyway, because everybody's. Every, uh, I could. I could see him doing that. I was. I was thinking. Uh, um. I, I. I don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. This John Lennon's son. All right. Yeah. I was before my time a little bit. I mean, could you, if you sang, then I would know better. Yeah. Man. Anyway. En enough about you. Uh, I've got not much material to get back to. Um, all right, so what do I got? Oh yeah, but I did have I have one thing from on my way here. Before I get to the two jokes I thought of last week, um, I was walking uh, to the BART station and I saw the bumper sticker and it said Bernie because fuck that shit. And I was like, oh, okay, Bernie. I don't, you know, personally I don't really like Bernie, but I, so I like that one better than his other bumper stickers that say Bernie for whatever other reason. But like. So for fuck that shit was kind of, you know, okay, that's good, as good a reason as any. But then I was thinking, like, fuck that shit, because fuck that shit, that's like a reason to do anything. Like, like the opposite argument, you know, of, other than Bernie, fuck that shit. I mean, you could have, like, uh, I don't know, you could do peace, fuck that shit. But then you could do war, fuck that shit, right? And then, um, I don't know, you could do, like, Satan or Satanism because fuck that shit. I don't know. But then I'm really, like, as I'm having this little argument with myself, I'm thinking, like, people who have fuck that shit as their argument, like, you can't really argue with them. You know? Like, it's not really a... 
All right, this is more, I guess, you know, you'll think about it later, I'm hoping. Did that, what did that guy just say about fuck that shit? That just blew my mind. Oh, my God. Um, and it, maybe, I don't know. All right, this is, okay, two jokes from last week. Um, so, uh, Harvey Weinstein, these are my two jokes. These are my two jokes. We're, we're there now. All right. Uh, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby are playing golf. And at the end of their set, um, they're, 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 they're set. What do you call it? At the end of their match, course, game, 18 holes, uh, Harvey Weinstein's like, hey, do you want to go get a drink after this? And Bill Cosby's like, oh, sure, all right. That's Bill Cosby, I don't know. <laughs> Jello, anyway. Um, so they go, to, they go get a drink, and then they end up in a, in a hotel room, and... Uh, and uh, the next thing, you know, Harvey Weinstein wakes up the next morning and he's like naked in a hotel room. He doesn't know how he got there. It's like, holy shit. And he like, and he, and he tries to, you know, pursue a suit against Bill Cosby. And, uh, you know, Bill Cosby gets to the witness stand. It's a big public trial. And he's like, well, what do you have to say for yourself, Bill Cosby? Did you put drinks in this man's uh, cocktail? And Bill Cosby's like, you know, self-defense. And so he gets off because of self-defense, right? <laughs> All right, my second, my second joke, this is a weird one. Um, this one, this one has a tag I want to tell you about in advance. The tag is about like the character in this joke has a thing that everybody calls him because of the thing that he says all the time. This character has a, because of this character's thing that he says, everybody has a thing that they call him. Anyway, the character is like a worm and he's like living with these other worms in this fisherman's tackle box. All right, so there's a bunch of worms. They're all living in the tackle box. They're talking worms. They, they're a community. And they know that their purpose is to go and lure fish onto the uh, hook, right? And the, they have the most respect. They're like all apprentices, but they have the most respect for the master worm that has been like been around for a long time. He would really get all the fish. He's such a good worm that the fisherman the the, uh, the fisherman doesn't use him because he's like, oh, he's going to teach the other fish. And there's like one little fish who's like his nephew, and that little fish always wants his uncle's attention. He's like, hey, hey, you know, look at me now, look at me now, look at me, look at me. And then and the guys, you know, so the, the master worm is starting to fall all the different species, right? The worms and the fishes. Anyway, so the the little fish is like. Uh, Hey, um, look at me, look at me, master bait. <laughs> and they called that, they called that worm Louis C.K. Oh. So that's my, that's my me too set. I have a me too, me too. All right, thank you everybody. I hope Bono never assaulted anyone. Hashtag you too. You know, like, 54 women have accused Cosby of drugging them. But in his defense, they weren't supposed to remember. Shout out to Leanne M. Sorry for the adjustment there. Um, I kind of like those tunes that I was walking out to. I don't know what it was, but it was kind of funky. Um, so I am going noteless today. So I am going rogue. Yeah, I am from the Midwest. And uh, so I'm going off the script. And uh, which, by the way, um, I'm actually not from Minnesota or from Alaska, uh, but really from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, but don't look at me like I'm just sort of some Midwestern neophyte in the world. No, I have traveled. I have been abroad. And uh, as a matter of fact, all of my lessons have come in life from either my international travels or from Connie Escobar. This was my 
first college roommate, full name Yolanda Concepcion Escobar, um, and she took me to the grocery store once, and we were just going to get random shit, right? And uh, you know, I go in, I get my three items, she gets her three items, we meet at the at the checkout counter, and as we're meeting at the checkout counter, she goes first, and she's got a melon, and she's going through the line, and she says, excuse me, this melon was uh, marked for $1.65, but it is covered in bruises. And the woman was like, okay, it's $1.65. And she goes, no, 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 no. I want this mailing, but at half the price. And the guy was like, well, we don't, we don't negotiate. It's a grocery store. We don't negotiate. And she was like, can I speak to your manager? So the manager comes over. And the manager's like, there were like 500 other melons out there. You could have chosen the one that didn't have the bruises on it. And she was like, no, no, I wanted this melon because I want the price. And so the guy was like, all right, you know, just, we're going to just give you the price. And so after this incredibly embarrassing episode, because I'm you know, not aware of the cult cultural mores of negotiation at a grocery store in the United States, by the way, um, I, I, you know, turned to Connie and I'm like, God, that was so embarrassing. She was like, Lilo, everything is negotiable. Everything is negotiable. One of the best lessons I ever learned in my life. Ah! Um, so trying to apply that to later my sexual escapades, um, everything is negotiable. Um, I think this is kind of in line with that whole Me Too thing as well. I'm like, okay, I opened the package, not what I ordered. I'm going to send that back or get all of my money back from the drinks that you drank and paid for me for. So bye. No? Nothing? Okay. Um, all right, dating in the Bay. Dating in the Bay. Because uh, from a Midwestern perspective, it can be a little bit... Uh, unique in the Bay Area. Um, I did not know that there were so many sort of categories for sexuality. I also did not know what sapiosexual meant when I got here and I was like on the, the apps and it was like, I'm a sap sapiosexual. I was like, does that just mean like you'll fuck anything that's like not a beast? Like you're not a beastie out? Like that's not what you're into? Okay. But uh, but either way, I have dated some, and it's been rather disappointing. I've, I've noticed that I have two categories of men that are attracted to me. They are fish fans that wear, you know, visors, um, or they're tech bros who talk about Ruby on Rails all the entire date. So I'm like, I first of all, you know, with the fish fan, I, you know, I like music. That's cool. But I mean, the guy's like wearing a hat that a Korean g female golfer would wear. Like, what is, why not to have the top? Like, why is the top missing? Especially if the guy's like going bald. Like, he's got the long hair down here, but the, you know, I, I just don't get the visor. And the Ruby on Rails thing, like, I mean, I could, you know, I, I, I don't code, so therefore I am not your local mission gentrifier. And with that, I'm done. Thank you. Jeff Bezos is looking at all of our taints all the time. It's horrible. I hate it when dudes with small dicks design toilets, you know? And so does Mike Spiegelman. I agree with what he just said. Hi, everybody. How are you? Uh, good. I'm glad. I've been uh, 2018 in San Francisco. Boy, has this city changed since I moved here six months ago. I'll tell you. You know, I was kicked out of the cat cafe. Because they wouldn't let dogs in there. I was like, that's my helper dog. And they said, what about that one? I said, that's my working dog. That's my service dog. That's my therapy dog. That's my medical dog. That's my recreational dog. That's a cop dog. That's a fire dog. Hunter. 
street dog I stole from a kid in the upper hate, a uh, whiny codependent dog on a leash, and a tiny dog in my Merce. <laughs> they kicked me out. Probably my favorite place now in 2018 in San Francisco to do drugs indoors, Civic Center platform, am I right? You guys been to the bar station? <laughs> Don't do it. I don't care if it's coming back. It was bad 20 years ago. I, I hate, I, people always look at me like, I gotta relax. And they say, Mike, go home and get some rest. That's so conflicting to me. That's like saying, hey, Mike, go to a hotel and deal with your fucking family. Just rather, how about if I don't go home? I'll probably be the best bet. I, I am uh, very sexy when it comes to pillow talk, which is the reason why I got fired from mattress discounters. <laughs> I have a sex robot. I think she's faking it. <laughs> During climax, she says zero one 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 zero zero one. I think my wife is. I don't even think my wife orgasms. I think she's just saying movies by, with George Burns in it. Oh God! Oh God! You devil! Oh God! Book two. <laughs> the big broadcast of 1937. I oh uh, <clears throat> it's a dream to be here. Uh, last night I dreamt I was here. If you don't believe me, uh, check out my dream journal. This is very personal, very private. I don't want anyone to, to read it. This isn't it, I lost my dream journal. It's somewhere here, don't read it. I keep a diary, I also write in a diary. I write very personal stuff. This isn't my diary, I lost my diary. It's somewhere around here, don't read it. And. Uh, it's really changed my, my perspective. In fact, I remember so much, I even dream about my day, which makes my journal dream journal redundant. See diary. <laughs> I keep a weed journal, anyone keep a weed journal? That's where on one page you write the weed you bought and how much you paid for and what kind of head high and body high and what kind of type it is. And then at the end, uh, you, uh, when you finish it, you look at it and you go, I spent $3,000 for this. I got rent due. This is my rent. This is my joke book. Uh, unlike other comics, I do bring my joke book on stage. Uh, in case I think of a joke, I could write it down. But uh, before we go, uh, yeah, I was over at the uh, Metreon. They have a uh, robotic arm that's barista. Have you guys seen that? That makes espresso. You just you use your card and all this stuff. And then it's an arm and it makes you espresso, and it was making me espresso, and I said to the arm, what do you think about Trump? <laughs> and the arm says, I'm not programmed to talk politics. I'm Mike Spiegelman, good night. All right, we're almost at the end of the list. I'm just gonna do 10 minute monologue. It's a really good story. <laughs> Your next comic is probably either a secret millionaire or some sort of a Delta Force quiet agent who operates in the dark of night and murders dictators. Frankie Lee!
You ever have one of them goddamn days where you feel so fucking good you just want to kidnap a white lady cover her strip her ass naked cover and cover her in macaroni and cheese in hopes that her racist father catch you licking it off oh it's crazy nigga time you ever have one of them goddamn days where you feel so fucking good you just want to select one white dude from this room tie his ass up and overdo him on macaroni and cheese what the fuck am I talking about I have no goddamn idea women 90 and over grow a milky white substance in a particular area of their body. My job, my mission, should I choose to accept it, is to seek out such women, scrape that shit out with a spoon, spread it on the Bisco crackers, label it gluten-free, and set that shit out there and watch white people eat it. I absolutely love the way my brain works. I should just end my set. I should just end my set right there. I'm going to do something I rarely do. Give away money. Now, since I've been sitting over there, I've been eyeballing you. I've been eyeballing you. I've been watching you ladies eyeballing Frankie Lee like you want to do something sexual. And I'm not having it. I don't know how many times I got to repeat myself. I only date women 65 and up, preferably with a prosthetic so I can attach a huge sex toy to her. Oh, yeah. That's some fabulous shit right there. See, the good thing about me is I leave most people in absolute shock that's a good thing it's an absolute good thing you I was looking through your grandma's week window last weekend I saw her knitting some scarves and socks tell her to knit some in Frankie Lee's size and sew some fubu shit on there too White people, your whole reaction to us blacks is bullshit. Get over your fears of black people. Get you a black people starter kit. You'll be fine. You know how to pick you some healthy black friends, white people. Frankly, I'm gonna teach you how to pick you some healthy black friends. Black, healthy black friends smell like fresh churned cocoa butter. I ain't bullshitting. Don't laugh, white people. Y'all smell like porridge. <laughs> you know where I'm going when I leave here? I know what you're thinking, people. 
I know damn well what you think. You think Frank Lee gonna leave and go somewhere and do something productive. But I'm not. Instead, I'm going down to the lobby. I'm going down to the lobby. I'm going down to the lobby and get myself a treat. Who wanna go with me? Fuck y'all in. I go by my goddamn self. All right, if y'all wanna see more, www.frankieleelewiscomedy.tumblr.com. Thank you. He's, he's also got a great channel on Pornhub, check it out. Frankie Lee is like a Tim Meadows character that even Tim Meadows refused to play. All right. Uh, just, just, just briefly, I run a show Mondays at Delirium and the Mission. Donate to Mutiny so Pam can stop sucking off hobos, except for her boyfriend. And um, your next comic, I once had a conversation between about the difference between checkers and, well, I'll just let him explain. Hong Ming! <laughs> Thank you. I I feel out of place here, but um, but when I really think about it, I I'm just not as a Chinese. I'm just not used to be outnumbered. Yeah, that's why I feel out of place. But but you remind me, like when I first started doing comedy, I was so afraid. Like like I I realized I was consciously like moving backwards. Like I would be moving on stage, but moving backwards away from the audience, and then the voice will lower down, and and then of course I will hit the wall, and then I I'll do this. I use my finger. And then some comedian will be angry, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not Louis C.K. Like, how can you do that? And I'm like, who's Louis C.K.? And, and then the comics will get really angry because I don't even know who Louis C.K. is and I'm doing comedy. And finally I said, oh, oh I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know who's CK. I'm, I'm wearing his underwear, I think. <laughs> That's how clueless I am. I'm, I'm just totally clueless. Um, uh, first time I went to the bank, when the teller asked me, Mr. Liu, how do you like your money? I said, I like my money very, very much. And the other day, somebody said to me, I screen you, screen you know the rest. I don't. That's how uh, clueless I am. Like, uh, but uh, it's, it's fun to write uh, jokes, because like, uh, you can write jokes anytime. Like, I was uh, watching TV with my wife, and uh, somebody was saying this line, like, uh, I'm the victim of my own success. And I said to my wife, oh, I just wrote a joke. Check this out. I am the victim of my own existence. Pretty good, right? And my wife looked at me at like, how about this? I am the victim of your existence. <laughs> she had a better line. Uh, okay, so. And I just wrote a joke today. Um, I'll end with that. I was walking by a... Um, uh, restaurant and the name is Japanese Sushi 
And let me tell you, if the name is Japanese sushi, it's Chinese sushi. <laughs> if, if you are authentic Japanese sushi, you will have the confidence to call yourself sushi. <laughs> I wrote that joke when somebody introduced me as a funny comedian. Same thing. 